certainly doesn't feel like autumn yet, but football season is underway. The leaves will be turning soon, the kids are back in school, and before you know it, the holiday season will be here. If you're stressing over your budget or find yourself worried about your debt, please know that the Sharp Mortgage Team is here to help you. With all the equity you have in your home, now is the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance, pay down your debt, and have money for the holidays. The Sharp Mortgage Team is happy to talk you through all your options without any commitment. And the review of your refinance options is complimentary. Sounds like it's worth the conversation with their team to see if a cash-out refinance could change your life. Call them today, 336-575-9448, or visit sharploans.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our September episode on finance and money and investing and budgeting with our certified financial planner, Jennifer Johnson. She is with Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They are a local company right here in Winston-Salem. We've been longtime partners with them. Uh, I've I've been a, a client with them for, for a long, long time. So uh, certainly trust Jennifer in a lot of different ways. And so we're here to talk about some of the areas where she has been so helpful on this podcast over the many months and years. Uh, Jennifer, happy September, almost fall now, and everyone's back to school. And yeah. we've we've talked we've talked school stuff right. ad nauseum. Whether it was right. <laughs> back to school budgeting, whether it was back to school do's and don'ts and finances, yeah. student loans. Right. Let's 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 take a break from yeah. that. Everything yeah. this time of year revolves around back to school, right. and let's just get into something really. Uh, let, let's let's go back to the basics here and sure. just. Uh, good solid market update today yeah, right sure, what, yeah 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 let's do it that sounds like a good everybody's idea. minds a lot well on a lot of people's minds right so yeah yeah so a market update we haven't done one of these shows in, in a long time so it's it's long overdue um why did you feel like this was the good t- a good time to to jump into a, a a market update for people yeah i mean a few a few reasons uh one i thought it might be interesting coming into the last we're almost moving into the last quarter of 2023 which is hard to believe but just a reflection on where we are um, as we close out the year and compare that to to 2022 so I thought that might be an interesting thing for people to look at. And I think it's it's really important. I mean, we we typically discuss planning topics here, obviously, you know, like college planning, for example, or retirement planning, other uh, topical items. Um, but we can't ignore the market, right? Because for most people to achieve their long-term goals like retirement planning or um, college savings, you know, they typically have some investments um, in the stock market in particular. So um, what to do around uh, stock investments um, is going to be, I think, really important for people to achieve their goals and maybe more importantly, you know, what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a season, which we'll touch on that some people have theories about how markets perform at different times of the year. And we can talk about that too, whether that's truth or myth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that this one of those seasons is September, October. So it might be a good time for us to give folks some words of wisdom about that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start there. And the things that I've read 
have have told me that this time of year, the month of September specifically, mm-hmm. traditionally is a downtime for markets. And I, I would ask you, is that the case? And if so, is there any is there any reasoning or pattern to to why maybe September things to dip a little bit more? Yeah, I mean that historically there have been thoughts around that, um, and there has been some truth to it. If you look at, I think it was 1982, we had Black Friday, which is um, which is the day a single trading day back at that point where the market dropped 25 percent in a single day. Um, which is incredibly surprising, right? I mean, if you think about that happening today, um, you know, that would be over a 10,000, you know, point drop on the Dow, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In a single day, right? I mean, that would be like really, really shocking. Um, And that happened in October. And there's a a few other incidents, you know, around this fall time that I think have made people think, um, this is a bad time um, for the market, but as as we've discussed before, I mean those those are are rarely always true, right? I mean, so you, you have historical incidents of that, but the market is is really hard to predict, you know, from month to month uh, whether it's going to be a good month or a bad month, um, and this is certainly no different. And so there's not necessarily any truth to that any more than. I'll throw another one out too, which is sell in May and go away. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. Or um, we joke about it every May around here. This is what this is. If you work in this business, these are the kind of jokes you make, right? So <laughs> okay. Probably not funny to anybody else, right? But because there's that that idea that like the summer's bad, right? I mean, so some people have that idea of like nothing good happens in the summer. Um, and there's theories around it, like people, everybody goes on vacation. And so there's just not, you know, there's not a lot good, you know, happening. And so you just, you're better off just to sell your stocks in May and then come back um, in August and buy those back. Um, of course, that's not always true either. Um, there's there's years, certainly, you know, where that would have worked well. And there's many years in which it would not have worked well. Um, I think that kind of short-term timing is always super hard to predict. So we don't adhere to that here. We don't um, sell all your investments, you know, in May um, and try to figure that out later in the year. Yeah. That's just another example of some of the things people think are true um, that most of the time don't always pan out. Yeah. What, what's what's the the phrase? Past performance is not an indication of future success, That's right? right? That's right. You'll see it on like every chart or graph yeah. you, know, you yep. look at just because you just don't know. Right. Um, particularly when you get to, you know, any single investment like that's really tough. Right. To predict. I mean, we do know some stuff we, we feel like works really well. And so we'll, we'll give folks those tips. But um, seasonality, I don't think is really something you can count on. We, we haven't really seen that to be the case. Um, in our experience in investing and, and from the studies we've seen. Sure. Okay. So that's a little context in terms of the the seasonality, at least traditionally. Right. But in terms of fall of 2023, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're focused on in terms of the yeah. market now? Yeah, it's been a really interesting year. I mean, and we think back to where we were uh, last um, September, October, 
of 2022, we saw really what we think of as the market bottom. You know, last year was a really tough year. We've talked about that, I think, in previous episodes. So I won't belabor that as far as like why. Um, Luckily, this year we have not seen a repeat of that. You know, just like things go through cycles, it's hard to know exactly when a cycle begins and ends. Um, This year, fortunately, has been positive overall. Um, It has been interesting, though, in that we have not seen um, broad gains kind of across the spectrum, right? Like, so last year was a year in which, as a whole, um, in general, most everything was down to some degree, right? Um, Oil was one exception, right? So, And that was, was one thing that was hard on the economy if we remember back then with Russia invading Ukraine, that Mm -hmm. spiked oil prices and our gas prices. So that squeezes us. So that's not really a good thing for the rest of our economy. Um, That combined with interest rate increases in a really dramatic way, really hurt a lot of stuff. Um, This year, luckily, we haven't seen that kind of experience where everything's down. But what's interesting, though, is that we have seen gains but they are not even at all, um, you know, across different industries or different sectors. Um, one of the things that I think is, has been a surprise for us for this year, if you remember last year, um, particularly technology stocks that had been the darlings of previous years, um, growth, you know, really high growth area really got beat up you know, down more than 30%, you know, at different times throughout the year as as a whole. If you follow like the NASDAQ, Mm -hmm. follows uh, tech companies, you know, really got beat up. This year, um, that story has really changed. And there's been a lot of excitement around AI or artificial intelligence. And so it's been interesting to see that cycle shift in that. If you look at that NASDAQ, you know, through this is this is not current today, but I think it was a couple of days ago, maybe around Labor Day. I was looking at the Nasdaq was up thirty four percent since January. Wow! So huge increase there. You know, really a change from what we saw last year. But what I I found really interesting is that we have not, you know, we have not seen anywhere near that kind of growth in other areas. Like for example. Um, dividends, uh, like stocks that pay dividends yep. last year fared a little bit better, you know, still still beat up, right? But maybe not as bad. Um, this year, they, you know, you have seen growth. Like if you look at an index that follows um, uh, stocks that pay dividends compared to 34%, they're only up four and a half percent. So it's just interesting, I think, to see that incredible disparity between different types of companies in different sectors. Yeah, that that's really good information and 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 just shows you how much things can change not just from year to year but quarter to quarter. Yeah. Um, fast, w- with dude. different with different industries, right? Right. And so, um look, I I can listen to all of that and I can certainly regurgitate what you're saying but i may not understand <laughs> what it all means like the context for me mean? is the yeah. context for me is very difficult to wrap my brain around but that's why that's why i talk to you <laughs> so right, uh, right. So, so um i guess a, a very simple question to that is 
So what does all that mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, why would that be happening? You know, what should you, what should you do about it? Right. Like is probably the question um, that are on most people's minds. Um, I think there's a few things that that says, I mean, one is that I think there's still a lot of uncertainty out there and we're still worried about a recession, right? Okay. We've talked about what a recession is in the past, I think on previous episodes. So maybe people could go back and listen to that if they want to learn more about what a recession means. It's it's a negative thing, right? I mean, I think most people know that. They happen every once in a while. Um, in this case, usually when you have interest rates go up like they did last year and high gas prices, that's indicative we're going to have a recession. We haven't really seen that yet, though. Um, and if you look at a lot of economic data, like jobs reports and what the consumer is doing, you know, people, you know, by and large still feel pretty good about available jobs and they're still spending money. So the economy as a whole has really held in there okay. Um, but we're still worried, right? I think that's one thing. There's still a lot of uncertainty. So broad um, stock market gains really haven't been there. It's been kind of isolated in where we've seen. So I think that's one thing is that there's still, you know, things are looking okay, but we're still nervous. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And certainly some of the signs in terms of what you're saying, you know, unemployment numbers continue to move in in a good direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, based on some of the things that you're talking about, doesn't necessarily mean that 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 R word couldn't come into play at at some point. So um, not necessarily predicting that anything's going to happen, but I think people are still kind of thinking about it and there is some concern that it it could still arrive. That's right. Yeah. And of course there's, and they vary in degrees, right? I mean, we all, I think, remember um, some of the more dramatic ones, like Mm -hmm. right when COVID hit, that one was super short. But, you know, pretty stark um, movement there. And, and then if, if folks are old enough to remember investing back in the Great Recession of 2008, um, that, of course, was a harsh one. But those are unusual. Like, I think that's important to remember is that um, especially with the economy as strong as it is right now, if we do have a recession, it's likely to be pretty mild. Um, but it has, you know, it has definitely held some of those gains back when you think about companies, you know, coming off a year like last year. So I think that's one thing. Um, I think there's also still the possibility that the Federal Reserve might raise interest rates another time or two. Mm. Um, people are still not sure, you know, if if um, they're done doing that. And, and some types of, of stocks or some sectors are more affected by that. Uh, than others like banks, um, you know, that that could be a negative for them. So we haven't really seen the, the banking uh, industry uh, have a great year this year. And, and that's probably part of the reason, too, why we haven't seen that. Yeah. Rate hikes have certainly been something that have been in the news a lot and it's been happening a lot. Um, some of it's due to inflation, which we've talked about in, in previous right. podcasts. You know, the, the word that I hear a lot, and, and we talk about this word all the time in, in our real estate show, but mm-hmm. is is the word bubble, right? Are we in any right. kind of are we in any kind of a bubble where yeah. um where where something could could instantly burst and uh, yeah. and and send it in a totally different direction in a very short amount of time? Yeah. Uh, is is that anything that people are thinking about currently? I think people are worried about that too. I think I mentioned the excitement around AI, right? And some of that is is really in its infancy. Um, you know, that could be great 
potential, right? And there are certain companies that have been leaders in that area. Uh, a lot of us remember back to 2000, um, where there was a big tech bubble. Um, but I, I personally don't think this is necessarily the sign of a bubble. I mean, if you think about uh, where, where we've had technology bubbles in the past, it's been really with companies uh, where where really there there's not there's not any proven you know revenue there. There's not a clear business model. Maybe they were just online, and there was a lot of excitement around that. I think this is really different in that. Mm. The companies where we have seen that growth I mentioned earlier in the NASDAQ, um, those are, are really much bigger, more established companies than we have seen when we've had those bubbles in the past. So I don't feel like this is necessarily the sign of a, of a bubble per se. Who's ready for movie night? Our friends at the Ginther Group Real Estate are proud to sponsor this season's Innovation and Cinema at Bailey Park in downtown Winston-Salem's Innovation Quarter. The original Mary Poppins on August 12th, Space Jam A New Legacy on September 15th, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on October 20th. Bring your chair or blanket to Bailey Park for a great night of cinema from Aperture, beverages from Incendiary Brewing, and food from a variety of local vendors. These magical movie nights are made possible by The Ginther Group, the real estate experts we trust and showcase right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Make sure to check their social media for detailed info on each movie night. And for your real estate needs, call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning. Whatever you need, start now. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. So we, we've mentioned a couple of buzzwords mm-hmm. with recession and bubble. And, and we don't want to you know, try to do any fear-mongering here. Because, but it, it is still something that um, folks are at least thinking about and strategizing around should we reach any anything along those lines. But when you hear recession and bubble i mean this yeah i guess a question someone might ask would be should i should i panic what should i do right, right. about, about do this yeah i mean so i think we've have given some explanations here about kind of what's what we're seeing and maybe why but you know the next step i guess is what do you do with that information you know do you realize hey this is maybe the time to to freak out and sell all your investments or um, what else should you do? And I think I think there's just some. It points out to some tenants that we think are really important for people. Uh, one is is how hard it is to predict when returns come and that they're not even right. They're not even from year to year. They're not even across different sectors, um, and it's hard to time right. So it certainly would not be our suggestion to, you know, try to time that and like kind of kind of panic. Um, and sell out, you know, of your investments because there may be a bubble or, you know, we're, we're still worried about a recession. You know, if you think about the history of the markets, I mean, they've really been through a lot, right? I mean, we think about high oil prices last year, but if you look back to the 70s, I mean, there was even, you know, even supply issues. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the 80s, you've got really high interest rates. I, th- I think I told this story before when we were talking about interest rates, but my mom found a CD she had bought um, for me or she and my dad had bought for me because, you know, we had cattle 
when I was growing up. Did I tell this story? I, I don't know if I heard this story. Know if you uh-uh. did? Okay, maybe not, because you'd probably remember. So we had we had beef cattle um, when I was growing up, and so what would happen would be the calf was born. Sometimes I I don't know how they decided, but they would just say, "Okay, this calf is yours to me and my sister." And so when the calf would be sold, they would give give us the money. And so at that time rates were really high because I was born in 1977. So this would probably be in the um, maybe early mid eighties. Um, and she had a CD. I kept it for a while. It was like 12% um, interest on the CD that they had at the bank. And that just gives you an idea of like wow. how rates were like, so we <laughs> have gotten spoiled, you know, I, I, she found it cleaning out the basement and then gave it to me. I mean, I don't remember the year and I kept it for a while. This is when rates are like 1%. Yeah. Um, Cause I thought that would be like something fun to share. And I, I, pro- I think I eventually kind of tossed it, but you know, we went through that. So like, I mean, now rates and you're, you're probably talking about it on your real estate podcast too, but you know, we just kind of got spoiled a little bit, I think with some of the low rates we've had, but, but we've mm-hmm. been there before. I just share that to say like, Hey, we've been there before we've been through, terrorist attacks. We've been through the Great Recession. And even through all that, you know, if you follow stock market indexes, you know, you're better off and you're getting higher average returns um, to remain invested than go to like cash or or bonds. You know, it's it feels really painful at the time. Right. Um, But in general, it's you're going to be better off to, to be patient when you have these things and know over time it works out. For your best in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I had not heard that story before. Okay. Uh, selling. Yeah. Getting the sale of a calf, of a calf. That, that, yes. that was born, that was born <laughs> and, became right. your, and became your property. And then <laughs> putting the money in a 12% interest rate CD. That's, that's right. amazing. Right. That would not work today. No, <laughs> no, that, that is, that is not a conversation that people would have in 2023. <laughs> Um, so, so if, if folks aren't encouraged, are encouraged to not panic and just, you know, make rash decisions about moving their money in or out, um, you know, as, as, as things change in terms of industries and that are ebbing and flowing, should, should people just look to put money into the, the hot industries at the time? I mean, I know AI is probably one, one right now, but, um, Uh you know, should they, it's it's always tough to time the market, right? If, if people knew how to time the market, they'd they'd be super super rich. Um, right, but right. you know, what about that as a strategy to say, all right, well, let me see if I can follow the trends to to put you know a larger share of my dollars into yeah. these industries. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a tough one too, right? I mean, if you if you look as recent as twenty twenty two versus twenty three. You know, last year, all, all those technology companies were really just beat up, right? I mean, and I think most of us are really surprised how quickly that turned around. And I think if you think about especially like a, a newer technology like AI, it's just really hard to know how that's going to work out. It, it's very possible some of that could not live up to the hype. So I think it's it's just too too difficult to make big bets on any single what we would call sector, like type of company. Um, so I think you have to be a little careful with that, especially if it's something, you know, kind of speculative. Um, right now, I think we're at a point where we would favor what we would call higher quality 
uh, stocks and bonds in mm. that, you know, you're not, uh, you're not investing in something with, with a lot of uncertainty about um, their business model or whether or not something's going to pan out. I think, as I mentioned earlier, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there about things like recession, you know, if and when that will come, or we, we almost know when, right? I mean, we know recessions come periodically. We just don't know exactly when and how severe they are. And we're definitely at a point where there's uncertainty around that. And generally, it doesn't pay to take undue risk, um, you know, in those type of environments. And it's also really important, you know, for people to remember, you know, the closer you get to using your funds, you know, whether it be for your child's college or, your retirement, you know, we're talking about the stock market here and how it is best, obviously, to be patient and to make sure you own really good quality things. But, you know, it's important to note that, you know, your your risk should factor into that, right? Mm. And so we're generally going to be balanced, you know, not maybe don't just own stock investments, right? Particularly if you're getting close to needing those funds, because these years are are just really great examples, I think, of just what a fickle beast the market is. And you don't want to mistime that where, you know, you, you need those funds and it's October 2022, right? And things are down in a really big way because that puts you kind of behind the eight ball. You know, you, you want to be selling low, or, um, excuse me, selling high and buying low. You don't want to be, you don't want to be selling when things are down. So the way we manage those risks are, are to be balanced, you know, not maybe not just be in the stock market if you're getting close to needing funds. So I think that's really important for people to understand is that, you know, you one, you want to be diversified in what you own. Um, so such that you're not just owning one type of company, yeah. um, you know, and, and even as you get closer to goals, make sure you're not overextending yourself with risk. And I know that's like hard for people to do, you know, on their own. So luckily there are, you know, folks out there that can kind of help them, you know, help them manage that. That's a lot of what we talk to folks about here. Yeah. There, there's a saying that, that I use now and adopted here at work, which is be great at boring. You know? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and, and sometimes that can apply to investing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not exciting at all. Usually the advice <laughs> I give, right. It's very much like save, save consistently, like be patient, you know, don't yeah. freak out, you know, it's, um, and, and it's, you know, you'd think that would just be obvious, but it's really not to people I've found. I mean, it's, I mean, it is and it isn't when, when it comes, it's your money, it's emotional decisions sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. and I think particularly when, when it comes to stock investing, sometimes people get, you know, get emotional about owning a particular company. I used to see it more when it was a company they worked for, uh, where they would be, you know, really, it seems like loyal or, you know, they have maybe only seen positive things out of that company, but I don't see that as much anymore. Maybe it's just our geography with the really hot stuff being maybe over on like the West coast, but people still get really excited. I think about Mm -hmm. um, certain investments and they just, they don't, they don't consider that, you know, it may it may not make sense to own that forever or to own it in the way that you do. So I think it's important to take that emotion out of it. Yeah. 
Well, this is a great update, Jennifer. A lot of good information. A lot of research has gone into this clearly. And so, um, look, I hope that that some folks that are listening might be intrigued about what they should do in a situation like this. So uh, yeah. let, let's let's close out with just a reminder to folks that if they want to talk about their own situation, which is usually the best advice is mm-hmm. everybody has uh, very specific individual goals and, and that and that will kind of lead to whatever the advice will be in their situation. So uh, how can they reach out to you and, and your team if they want to talk about their own? Yeah, I think that would be great. We do have good information as well as our contact information on our website, which is Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Um, that's all spelled out, threemagnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. They can call us too. We are local. We're here at 336-701-1600 as well. Um, they can email me directly if they'd like. My email is jennifer at the number three dash magnolias with an S dot com. So any way they want to reach out. Yeah, I think it's tough to make some of these decisions based on general information, right? Because people's mm-hmm. um, needs and, and goals are just so specific um, that it might be worth having a conversation if they're if they're tackling some of these decisions. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll put as always, Jennifer's information in our show notes, which makes it really easy for you. So if you're listening on your phone, just go into the description of the show. You'll see the phone number. You'll see the email address. Just punch it with your index finger and and that'll go ahead and take that first step for you. So uh, Jennifer, appreciate the uh, September market update today. That was fun. Thank you so much. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Located at 110 Oakwood Drive, Suite 480, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27103. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Cetera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. All information is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. The market indices discussed are unmanaged. Additional risks are associated with international investing, such as currency fluctuations, political and economic stability, and differences in accounting standards. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Neither Cetera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.